Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. I do thank you for tuning into our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana and Bears, tenant country of Shreveport, Yadot, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn how Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault plans to make Shreveport better for seniors, boomers, and retirees. So stay tuned to the show for some very beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, July the 15th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show is not live and has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the July issue of the Best of Times in one of our 270 distribution locations. Thank you for the many compliments about our magazine that we received from you. We do appreciate hearing about those comments. Remember, if you're unable to find a printed, one of our printed copies at our 270 different locations, remember, you can always visit our popular website at thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine, as well as as well as to view and download the 2023 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Great news, our friends at Ernest Arlene's has brought back the Best of Times special dinner each and every Thursday from 4.30 p.m. to closing with fabulous meals at highly discounted price of only $25. It is highly recommended due to the popularity of this Thursday night special to make advanced reservations by calling 318-226-1325. Again, that's 318-226-1325. This Saturday, our friends at Centerwell Senior Primary Care and the Best of Times host a Senior Health Expo. It will take place again Saturday, July 22nd from 8.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at Center Rail Center, located at 7551 Uri Drive. Free admission, free parking, light refreshments and stacks, resource information, and lots of giveaways from many exhibitors. Free tours of their center will also take place. Attendees will be able to pick up a free copy of the 2023 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. Remember, at the Expo, you can register to win some fabulous door prizes, but you must be present to win. In addition, our Expo... Attendees will have the opportunity to be part of the audience of a live remote broadcast of this show that will take place beginning at 9 a.m. Hope to see you there this coming Saturday, July the 22nd at 8.30 a.m. in Shreveport. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana at Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AERP Louisiana Neighbors, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligas, and I do thank you for taking time to listen to our show today. Joining me on my show is a very special guest, is the Honorable Tom Arsenault, our current mayor of the fabulous city of Shreveport. Welcome, Tom, to our show today. It's great to be here, Gary. Thank you for having me. I've asked the mayor to come on my show today to share his thoughts and plans to make Shreveport better for us seniors, boomers, and retirees, the ones that are living here mayor but also the ones that are happen to be coming and moving to our area there are several seniors boomers and retirees moving to our area, right Have sure you? this is a it's a great place to retire uh, we have a lot of folks who retire out of barksdale air force base um, a lot of people who choose to retire here in fact uh, my uh, my wife and i sold our house in highland uh, one of our previous houses in highland to some retirees from california and that awesome who, who picked they, they first picked a region, then they picked a city, then they picked a neighborhood, and then they picked a house. And so it was very interesting. They moved here from California, and I think they were attracted by the relative uh, difference in the cost of living and, and the fact that transportation is easy to to get around and uh, just the general cost of living. And we'll talk, we, and we also we have culture. When, when I meet with people that are new in the era, they're just so impressed that we have so much culture, the the symphony, the opera, and all the, and the Strand Theater and so many other activities. I mean, the Robinson Film Center, which those, those kind of independent theaters, there aren't many cities throughout the nation that have that. There are really very few. Uh, we, for a city our size, uh, several things, uh, live theater, uh, we have so many live theater opportunities, tremendous arts community uh, in Shreveport. Uh, you mentioned the symphony. There are all other kinds of music and music venues that are that are here. Uh, we have festival after festival where people can go and enjoy themselves. And it is so important that people get out and enjoy themselves and take advantage of all the things that we have. When, when someone tells me, I don't know of anything to do in Shreveport. I I always say, well, here's what's going on this weekend, and it's it's a symphony or it's an opera or it's a festival or there's there's something going on all of the time in, in Shreveport. Lots of concerts at the Municipal Auditorium, which is a historic venue, oh, yes. but also a fabulously renovated venue. So there's just a lot that we that we are able to enjoy in Shreveport that uh, most cities our size don't have, and we don't have the traffic problems that so many places have because uh, we have looked ahead and created good traffic arteries. There, there are a couple of bottlenecks that are temporary from time to time, but basically uh, from where I live in Highland, I can get anywhere in Shreveport within about 10 to 15 minutes, even at the far reaches of the that's, city. That's the truth. So, again, we... We at the best of times in our radio show as well as our magazine for the past 21 years promote events, free events, um, minor cost events throughout the Arklatex area and primarily in Shreveport and Bossier. And my, my senior readers and boomer readers love it that we tell them in advance so they can make plans. And when people come into town, they're like shocked 
that we have so many things that they can choose from. So, again, we tell them, you know, pick up our free magazine. You'll learn what's happening that given month. And, and as well as our senior resource directory tells them all the venues and all the particular pluses that we have in the area. So let's let's talk about some of the aspects that some of my friends and myself uh, hear about Shreveport. But we need to know what you as and as the mayor and all your administrative people, uh, crime prevention and avoidance is a major concern of seniors and boomers. I, sure. I hear it every day uh, when I go out and visit people. They're worried. They want to live in their homes or apartments as safe as possible. So what are you and your department going to make how to make Shreveport safer? Well, what we're the first thing we're doing is cooperating with uh, federal and state and other local law enforcement agencies. We have a task force on violent crime. Uh, and they are using intelligence-based police officer uh, office uh, police officer work. You might uh, you might notice that it's it's a, a rare violent crime that we don't have a suspect in, which is um, you know the the remember that we are responders to crime. Uh, most of the preventive work is really sociological uh, work. So, but what we do try to do is to make sure that people who are out there who might be inclined to commit a crime know that we we kind of know who they are, and they're going to be apprehended, and then they're going to be prosecuted. Well, you know that's a positive thing. That, but my my feeling of some of my myself and and boomers out there is how can we. Uh, how can we reduce this negativity that we see in the media? And when I go out of town and visit people in Dallas and Houston and Montgomery, Alabama, they're saying, you know, your crime is worse than ours in Montgomery, Alabama. And I said, well, it's relative depending on what, what parts of the town we're talking about. It's not going to be happening in certain neighborhoods and certain areas. I mean, it's possible, but the, the high probability is it not, it's not, right? Well, uh, we, have, we do have some localized uh, crime, but uh, as I say many, many times, every, uh, every homicide, every death uh, in Shreveport is, is a blow to all of us. Yes. And so it's very important that we take care of all neighborhoods the same uh, and, and that we allocate our resources to the places where crime is most likely to occur. And that is what we're trying to do. But you also cannot uh, – you cannot – say, well, this is a high-crime area, so we'll send all the officers there because then you'll have another high-crime area where you don't have the officers. So uh, we try and allocate based upon the needs of a particular neighborhood uh, and to make sure that every neighborhood has active patrols, active officers. And I think we're doing a pretty good job of that. Um, I would like our homicide rate, which is very high. I would like that to be lower. Uh, but we have to respond to homicides. We're not really usually in a position to prevent them directly. It's things that we have to do uh, over a very long term uh, to try and drive that rate down. Are you planning or is your the Shreveport Police Department continuing to educate seniors and boomers on crime prevention as y'all done before? I think I think the most important thing for all of us is simply be aware of our circumstances. Uh, particularly if you're out out and about. Um, we have seen some violence, but most of the time it's not random violence. In other words, it's not uh, it's not random victims. In other words, it's not somebody saying, I'm going to pick, I'm just going to pick somebody out of a crowd and decide to do something nefarious to them. 
Most of our victims of crime know each other. They've had some relationship in the past, and uh, that's not a it's not a good thing because we still have crime. But it is something to remember when people are deciding: Am I going to go shopping? Am I going to go out? Uh, I feel very safe going out. My wife and I go out frequently. Uh, we like to be seen in the community, and we like to participate in the things that are available. And those things have proven to be safe to me. But but I will compliment you and your your police force. There is the sentinel effect. I love it when I see police car. I told the police chief several months ago. Um, I think it was last year sometime. I'm impressed when I see police cars parked in certain locations taking home, whether in the old days they left the cars there down in the the depot, whatever it's called. Right. We do have a take-home policy, and I think it's really good for the officers, but it's really good for the neighborhoods where they live. Because, because, Mayor, it's a sentinel effect. I I will tell you, it saved me one time because somebody was following me and they saw the police car and turned around. Well, you know, the the thing that goes with that is that that one of the conditions of of taking a police car home is that you're on call. And so uh, that officer is not only, not only is his car there, that officer is there and that officer is prepared to take whatever action is necessary immediately to make the city safer. So are we are we still short of police officers for the? We service? are still short. We're probably short about 140 from wow. authorized positions. Uh, that is a phenomenon that is true in every law enforcement department that I'm aware of. Uh, it certainly is true. It's true in Caddo Parish. Uh, I'm not familiar with uh, with Bossier City, Bossier Parish, but I know that throughout the throughout the country. There are difficulties. Baton Rouge is short. New Orleans is short. Lake Charles is short. All of the cities are having trouble. Uh, I think there's beginning to be a greater respect for police officers, for people who wear the badge. Uh, And I think that that will help. The more we support them, the more we support the fact of law enforcement, uh, the more likely it is that people are going to begin wanting to be police officers again. They're going to want to start serving again because their reputation will be upheld. That's that's a good that's a good plan as well. So one other aspect that that I think my is uh, my seniors and boomers like myself when we attend all these different events, uh, festivals, and activities, and et cetera. Uh, they appreciate, and I want you, I don't, you know, I'm sure the venue hires privately police force, but, you know, sometimes when they're in the downtown area and, and they're parking, they do appreciate the sentinel effect of, of your policemen and other law enforcement people patrolling area because, you know, some of our venues are downtown and sometimes it's not the most uh, wonderful place to be late at night when a thing, in, when a concert ends at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, or 12 o'clock midnight, Yeah, right? Most of our issues happen well after that, uh, <laughs> and that's, that's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a fact, and so uh, I, we do make sure, particularly on weekends, that we have additional patrol, additional police presence downtown so that people not only are safe, but they feel safe. Okay, one, one more follow-up question that one of my seniors, this senior said, Gary, I am reluctant to call 911 because I feel I've heard on the media that we're a shortage of policemen in, in our city, so I'm, I don't want to overburden them if I feel there's a 911 situation in my area. I'm seeing some possible suspects uh, trying to break it in cars or breaking it in home, you know, 
will they get there in time by the time the, the parties leave? So what do you, how do you answer that one? Well, uh, the one thing that I know will happen is if you don't call 911, nothing will happen. So True. it is very important that if you have an emergency situation that you make sure that you call 911 and that you make a report of that. After that, it's in somebody else's hands. So do you have any suggestions? You've got the, you got the floor now to tell my listeners out there, seniors, boomers, and retirees, how can they help? the city of Shreveport reduce crime and, 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 and help your job and help your officers be better? I think there are a couple of things that they can do. First is go about your normal activities. Be aware of your circumstances, but go about your normal activities. These are not things that are happening to uh, people, to strangers most of the time. And so I think it's just important to not let the bad guys get the best of us. <laughs> and so good... the, the, more, the more that we can do, the better off it is. As I say, I feel I am fairly recognizable uh, as I go you out are. from place to place, and I feel very safe. I don't walk around with police escorts. Uh, I occasionally have a, de- a security detail, but it's very, very rare. I feel very safe in the city of Shreveport, and uh, like I say, my wife and I like to go where we're invited, and, and we like to go places where good things are happening. That, so That's a positive thing uh, as so well. So I think that's one of the things that uh, that people can do. Very important to lock your car. Very important to lock your home because uh, the bad guys want to take the path of least resistance, uh, particularly if you have firearms in your car. If you happen to, and, and I know a number of people do keep firearms in their cars, but that's one of the sources. Stolen firearms and stolen firearms out of unlocked vehicles are one of the sources of weapons that we have in our community so one of the things that's very important is if you have a weapon make sure it's locked away make sure you don't leave it in your vehicle whether it's locked or not and take care of it put it away in a safe place in your home yeah those two points are critical especially locking your cars i can't tell you how many incidences where people forget to lock their cars and they break in the car they take anything out of there and they're out and and in the next morning they said Everything's gone, you know, right. it's like that kind of scenario as well. So uh, uh, any other suggestions? About- I think those I think those are the, the major ones is uh, to not to live in fear. Uh, I, as I say, I feel I feel very safe in the city of Shreveport and I'm out and about quite a bit. And and the the other thing is beware of their surroundings. I mean, I, right. I hear seniors tell me and boomers, and you know, even some of my relatives and friends, when they go to shopping at malls, they they they, they they're cognizant of where they're parking. Correct. You, you don't need to park ninety miles away from the entrance of the mall. Right? Or in an isolated spot. Yeah, no, that's that's not the place. Take the risk on the ding. And the that's that's, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and then I get by. Where did I get that ding from? That person next uh, to me. I, I wish I had my camera on to, to, to check go. that check that one out as well. So hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A Bear Stunning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. 
Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, standing country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a very special guest, is the Honorable Tom Arsenault, the current mayor of the fabulous city of Shreveport. So thank you, Tom, for joining us today, Mayor. It's glad to be here. So I'm asking the mayor to share his thoughts and plans to make Shreveport better for seniors, boomers, and retirees. We've already talked about crime prevention, crime avoidance, and I think that was a, a good dialogue. The second question I have from people wanting to move or even stay in the area is affordable housing for senior boomers and others. What is the city of Shreveport doing to have more affordable housing? Well, it depends. You know, affordable housing means a lot of things to a lot of people. Uh, it, it doesn't just mean housing that I can afford. <laughs> True. It does mean that, but it doesn't just mean that. And uh, so uh, we have a lot of a lot of programs that are aimed at first-time homebuyers. Um, the Happy program, which is a program that helps people with their down payment, uh, they have to go through a series of counseling uh, to do that. But that's a that's a, a terrific uh, program. Our real benefit in Shreveport is that the the cost of housing is so much lower here than it is in a lot of other places. Um, if you compare the, and I don't know what the median price of housing is in Shreveport, uh, but if you were to compare it to, say, Plano, Texas, or <laughs> places like that, uh, you would find that, that they're probably a couple of hundred thousand dollars apart. Well, that when when housing is part of your is, of your income, it's very important. And as I said earlier, the retirees, particularly retirees, are finding that they can they can uh, sell a house in one place and move to Shreveport and maybe pay cash for a house that has as much or maybe even more square footage and is just as nice a neighborhood as where they were moving from, but costs a whole lot less for them. Um, our general property tax burden in the city of Shreveport is relatively low compared to a lot of places out of state, and uh, and our income tax is relatively low in Louisiana. And we're not like we're not like Texas that has no income tax, but at the same time, our property taxes compare very favorably <laughs> to the property taxes uh, in our neighbors to the west. Oh yes. So it's, it, I mean, you have to look at a whole picture of what it costs to live. Uh, I mean, I know that some people's tax tax bills that I know in in Texas are I- I equal to or greater than their house note, <laughs> and uh, and and substantial house notes at that. So it is very important to consider the entire picture when you uh, look at it. I think the other thing that we do is uh, many many boomers and seniors are interested in the arts, uh, and uh, we have a wonderful symphony. They have a number of concerts, prices of the concerts, even season tickets is very, very reasonable. It's a very high-quality product, uh, and it's a lot of fun to do. So you see a lot of people that you know uh, that are participating in that. We usually have a couple of uh, opera, uh, large opera productions and then some smaller ones, too. Uh, I think Steve Aiken has done a great job with the opera in that that he... uh, he makes it fun for people who are not longtime opera fans, <laughs> and I think that that's Im- that's important. I, mean, I guess that comes from you know being a hockey player singer uh, that true. comes from Steve because he was a hockey player in right. college. 
That is, that is true. That is true. So uh, regarding housing, uh, some of my senior readers said, uh, as a compliment, I, we we see we we are, have empathy for the homeless throughout the Shreveport and Bossier and surrounding area. But as one lady told me, she just got back from from Los Angeles. She couldn't believe the number of homeless people throughout the Los Angeles area, right near the airport and elsewhere. And I, I don't think we have that percentage or high numbers. But how is the city of Shreveport handling that? Are they we, working with other agencies, et cetera, to, to uh, help the homeless? Of course, Hope for the Homeless is, a, is a, uh, a social service agency that tries to assist. Most of the most of our homeless population it has an element of mental health attached to it. And uh, so what we try to do is to refer those people to agencies that can help them with particular problems. Sometimes it's uh, it maybe PTSD. We have a number of different uh, different uh, uh, military mm-hmm. and veterans organizations that are there to help with that. There's plenty of plenty of help for people who are homeless, and there are uh, a number of people that would like to assist the best place to do is go through uh to go through hope for the homeless or to call 211 211 is a very good source of social services information that so that if you're not quite sure where to go you can dial 211 and uh, and get the information get a referral to the social service agency that may deal with your particular problem but you brought up a very critical point. Sometimes these homeless do not have the mental capacity to make the step forward to help. Yeah, it's a, you know, the outreach there's a fine fine line between compassion and assistance. And, uh, you know, some some of these people really do have uh, some mental illness issues, and sometimes they want assistance and sometimes they They don't. Uh, but we should treat everyone with dignity and respect. That's that's true. So one other aspect that my, that my boomers, and including myself, wants to, wants to mention as a compliment. We've recently had those major storm, the major storm that came through the Shreveport and Bossier area, and we had like, what, 260,000 people that didn't have power for right. for several days. I want to compliment you and your your staff and, of course, the Shreveport Police Department, fire departments, as well as Bossier. Everybody got together, and including our friends, our heroes at SWEPCO, bringing all those people in to, to solve the problem. A lot of people wanted it solved quickly, but it was a major, right, major well, problem. if you consider that this was the largest outage that SWEPCO has had and that SWEPCO brought in enough people that they were back to normal levels of service, as far as the consumer was concerned, within about 10 days, that is simply astonishing. And uh, my wife and I had the opportunity to go out to the tent city uh, at the fairgrounds mm-hmm. where they were staging uh, all of this. Of course, the workers the, the workers from out of state were staying in various places, but they were feeding them there. They had a laundry service set up. It was simply an amazing mobilization of effort. Uh, and we we just had to go look at it to see what all was going on. And uh, I, I know that that the last time we had this kind of outage was a winter storm, and it it took 39 weeks to restore all the people to power that had lost power during that storm. We did it. Swepco did it this time in about 10 days, which was remarkable. Now, 
there's still a lot of transmission line uh, work that needs to be done. So what what SWEFCO did was they bypassed some of their transmission lines to be able to get power to substations. The substations are what deliver on distribution lines. That was what delivers power to your house. That's right, to and, your house. Uh, and so they couldn't figure out what was wrong at your house until they had power to the substation that serves your house. So uh, that was their primary task. And uh, we met with them on every single day, and it was amazing. In the meantime, we were we were out trying to make sure that we got trees out of the roadways. Uh, and, what, and a lot of times we had to wait because if they were entangled with electrical wires, we needed SWEPCO to be there to make sure that that was a safe thing to do. But I was very proud of our public works department, our streets and drainage people, our property standards people, the police and the fire. Everything worked together as a team to do that. And the same is going to be true for the debris removal. Uh, we are we should enter into a contract today or tomorrow with a debris removal company. They will come in over a period of six weeks, and they will make at least two passes, probably three passes, through the entire city of Shreveport to pick up all the debris and to deposit it in a site that we had to permit to receive all of this debris. What, what I think happened with a lot of people, Gary, was that Everybody looked out their door and they said, well, we must be the worst hit neighborhood in the <laughs> exactly. whole place. The problem exactly. is everybody was the worst hit neighborhood. And so the, the damage was so widespread uh, that it simply was not something that we could have done in-house. And we don't necessarily have the equipment to do that in-house. So that will start. I hope it will start uh, within the next two weeks. And, it, and we think it news. will take about six weeks to do it. Now, to do that, it's very important that people stack. They don't have to cut it in particular lengths, but when they put the debris to the side of the road where it's going to be picked up, it's very important that they separate vegetative debris, limbs, branches, shrubs, trees, from the other kinds of debris that, that they might have, boards, uh, other kinds of, of large trash because the debris company removing is for vegetative stuff. Oh, and just for the trees and trees, shrubs and shrubs, limbs, stumps. They're going to pick all of that up, and that's where that site is done. But they're not going to pick up, uh, for example, uh, what you sometimes see after an eviction. Mm-hmm. They're not going to pick up mattresses and things like that. They're not going to pick up mattresses. So it's because not some a, homes were solely destroyed that had water damage, correct. they put everything on the side. Correct. I've seen that. That will be done. That will still be done by our crews, but it's very important to separate those out because the different bulk pickup is going to be is going to be based upon the kind of bulk trash debris that there is. But your your garbage and crash pickup has been remarkable, even during this Thank time you. period. I'll tell you, I've, I've had many of my fellow neighbors, but others throughout the city were saying, you know, during all the trials and tribulations, they still picked up, and some of the some of the debris and some of the items were picked up. So compliment compliments on that as well. So again, I, that was a that was a difficult difficult situation, but we went through it, and. Um, 
As one of my friends said, what happened to the Barksdale bubble? It must have not worked that day. <laughs> well, I think I, I think it I think it kind of uh, Bozier did a little bit better than we did, although Bozier had a lot of damage as well. Uh, it just wasn't as highly uh, highly publicized, but they had a lot of people out of power as well. But uh, I guess it was a wind event, and the Barksdale bubble must work on rain events. <laughs> good point, Mayor. That was good. So one of my uh, listeners is, uh, was concerned about uh, our our city streets improvement. They were saying there's so many potholes. What is the city doing about that? Is that a state responsibility, a city responsibility? Who, who, who's responsible for for all these particular potholes that are probably caused by bad trucks going down particular streets that are damaging those streets? Right. Some some of each. Uh, we have we maintain some of the state highways, uh, and the DOTD maintains others. Uh, we have allocated an additional half a million dollars this year to. Uh, general repair of streets, and so we're getting we're getting to those. The uh, uh, we had a little interruption with the storm, uh, and so but I think people will begin to see uh, better roads and streets in Shreveport. It's a multi-year program, and so it's going to take it's going to take a significant amount of time to bring us back up to where we are. But we've started on it. Do your staff go around looking for those? major or you you want people like seniors and boomers my friends out there to make call in 1-800 to call and let you know there's a serious uh, pothole in a certain area of Shreveport the answer to that is yes okay uh, it both are true uh, but don't don't assume just because you see it that we see it and so <laughs> the best thing to do is to call and report it that that's a good one. okay and the other one this is an interesting comment this lady said why aren't our traffic lights coordinated so it avoids me to stop and go a lot? <laughs> well, you know, that's a pet peeve of mine. And uh, there, there, is, uh, there are programs out there right now. They're, they're pretty expensive Ooh, to computerize okay. all of those, uh, all of those uh, traffic lights. But uh, I agree. I would like to have them set so that if you're going the speed limit, you would not have to stop for lights. I, that's one of my pet peeves. Well, and the other aspect, people ask me, and I don't know the answer, maybe you do. We have all these cameras that look like they're monitoring traffic, and they would turn the lights off and on. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. I see it seems like on the po- different poles there's cameras, aren't they? Like just visually viewing stuff and not coordinating anything. So, some of the cameras are are there to make sure that if that that the major thoroughfare at that location uh, stays open as much as possible. Uh, but you also don't want to make people wait three or four or five minutes uh, <laughs> for the crossing street. So that's the primary purpose of the. They are not speed enforcement cameras. Okay. So so let's tell this lady. Hopefully in the near future we may have more lights coordinated. Because I would like. In, in I certain would like cities that to I've seen it. I mean, yes. In certain yes. cities that it's like. It's you know you don't have you have definitely if you go the speed limits you're going to make all the lights and, absolutely and it's pretty, the the traffic goes smoothly. So I that, would like that very much. Okay, so uh, the the other um, uh, concern was uh, lighting. Uh, is it recommend recommendation that seniors and boomers say we need more lights on this particular avenue, street, neighborhood, or is who who do they contact? Two different things. One, if they, in most residential areas, if a light is out, SWEPCO is responsible to replace it. And there's a number on that pole. 
And if you call Swepco and give them that number, they're very good about about replacing it. In terms of adding street lights, that's a serious infrastructure issue uh, <laughs> that we probably don't have enough money to really uh, deal with right right this then. So that's a long term issue. Okay, one other person wants to say, are we enforcing more property standards to make people keep their yards cut and common areas cut throughout the year make, to make Shreveport beautiful? We are. Uh, there are a couple of different ordinances that we're going to be introducing shortly uh, to Good. to give more teeth to our property standards enforcement. Uh, but we are enforcing the yard cutting. It just, you know, all the yards grow. In the in the spring and the summer, they all grow at the same time. So, and we don't get to them all at the same time. But I've signed a number of contracts for contractors to perform yard cutting services. Okay, one other person wanted to know: Are we going to recycle in the future? We we have the blue cans, but nobody's using them, and nobody's picking them up. Uh, well, I, no, nobody's picking them up. I, I would say that right now, it, we do not look like we have a source for curbside. Uh, curbside pickup at a reasonable cost, and that's something that we we continue to look at and evaluate on a regular basis. But people are still, I know they're trying to recycle, but I tell them, where are you going to take it, right? Is yeah, that- we're, we're, the, right now the recycling, there are some parish, uh, cattle parish sites for recycling, but uh, we're Right now, just it's it's up to individuals to find a way to recycle themselves. So they have to bring that. That's what I was telling they you. Do. They have to bring it to those Caddo Parish or Bossier Parish. They do. Recycle. They have to bring it to the sites. We don't have anyone for a reasonable cost who is trying to recycle for us. We'll be right back with more information. But now our work from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana Neighbors, Tony Country S. Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Bears Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a very special guest, is the Honorable Tom Arsenault, our current mayor of the fabulous city of Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm asked the mayor to come on our show to share his thoughts and plans on how to make Shreveport better for seniors, boomers, and retirees. So thank you, Mayor, for joining us today. Glad to be here. It's been quite educational, even for me and all my thousands and thousands of radio listeners. Well, thank you very much. And I hope our listeners out there in Arkansas and East Texas appreciate our city of Shreveport. I know a lot of you come here to visit, to stay, to enjoy our activities, right? Our, our, and to our, shop. And shop. Very and our important sport, that they come here to shop. And our sporting events and our <laughs> right. Independence Bowl and many, so many other things that we have to bring in. this Louisiana State Fair, by the yeah. way, uh, as, as well. So, in, in continuing our, our discussions, the... Uh, People want to hear from you to how to make the city of Shreveport more beautiful. That's, that attracts. When people drive through our town, stay in our town, visit our town for, for, for shopping as well as visiting downtown throughout the area, they want to see a more beautiful town. So what are we doing on the, on the citywide? But what can you tell our listeners how they can help? 
the well, the first thing you could do is continue to educate people on the evils of littering. I know, I know that one of the things that makes our city less attractive is um, the people who take it upon themselves to trash it up. And uh, I, I don't really understand littering. It's not very difficult to to gather your trash and put it in a, in an appropriate receptacle. Uh, but apparently that message has not gotten out as much as uh, we would like to get out. Now, we are increasing our litter abatement uh, procedures, our litter abatement resources. We've added an extra half a million dollars this year uh, to do that, which is about double what we started with wow, this year. Great. Uh, and so hopefully you're seeing some difference out there in the city of Shreveport in terms of the way it looks. Um, I started to ask Gary Norman, our director of public works, every time they do a litter pickup to please issue a press release where they went, how much trash they picked up so that Good point. when when the people who have little respect for our city trash it up again, at least people know that we were there and we picked up so many tons of trash. Okay. And that is true. A listener wanted to know who is responsible for picking up the trash on Interstate 20 and I-49 to make it look a pretty thoroughfare. Who's responsible? I don't. I didn't know the answer. Most of that is DOTD, uh, but we work with DOTD because from time to time, if if they're not making enough passes, then we still need to beautify our city. Because that's the first things people see when Correct. they come through the interstate and they see all the 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 the, the, uh, the tires and the the metal right. parts of cars, et cetera, on the side. They're going to say, "Wow, you know, this looks looks terrible." Which I think. Yeah, I think it's looking. I think it's looking much better. I think our people in DOTD have done a much better job than they uh, than they had been in the past. But uh, I also know we're about to have a pretty good sized construction project along I-20. So a lot of people that with the bumpiness, most of it is in most of it is in Bossier Parish, but there's a significant part of it that's going to also be in Caddo. So uh, there'll be a general cleanup there, but uh, people should be prepared to have some traffic <laughs> delays that are always caused when you have interstate construction. But it's going to be better once they finish all that. It's It'll be, be better, better when they're that's finished, a, but right. we'll have to live through it until they do. Okay, a few of my senior friends and readers said that they're finding it hard to cope with the increases in city property taxes. So what do you, especially because they, this lady's one of the ladies says, I'm on a fixed retirement income, and every time there's an increase anywhere, it affects me. Well, our city taxes, city property taxes actually have been going down as, we, as we've been paying off debt. So uh, that if there are increases, it's increases in somebody else's taxes. But <laughs> one of the things that is important for us to remember is, particularly for seniors, mo- many of whom are on fixed incomes, there is a property tax freeze. Uh, so that the value, the assessment of your house does not change. And, and as a result of that, as the value of houses increases, uh, it is possible for that assessment to be frozen so that if the the result of a higher tax would be an increase in the assessment, uh, or the, the result of an assessment would be an increase in property taxes, then that can be frozen. And uh, that is done That is done through the clerk of court and the Caddo Parish, Parish tax assessor. So everybody re- remember that. There's a possibility you can have your your uh, frozen property value. The assessment, right. The property assessment value is frozen. frozen which is Now, if, if, there, if there are additional taxes placed on that value, that doesn't, 
take care of you there. But a lot of the increase in property tax is a result of increased valuation of homes, and and there is some relief there for seniors. Well, that, that's that's good news. I don't I don't think many many locations throughout the United States offers that type, but there are right. probably some that do. But luckily, we offer that. And but again, I don't think it's well known throughout uh, our neck of the woods here about that particular interesting benefit for for seniors. So um, access to city government and departments. Uh, one individual said it's he said it's very difficult to get through to the city what how do you respond to that um, he might be called the wrong number i don't know <laughs> well i don't know i can tell you that uh the i have a wonderful staff and and they are very good at directing people and that number is 673-5050 uh usually a wonderful young woman named camille mccall takes those calls and she's very good at, at rerouting them we also uh have on the website a, a report a problem uh, yeah. button that you can that you can push my own personal experience before I was mayor was actually very good with that and uh, I'm in the process of appointing a small business task force to look at the permit and zoning entitlement process to make it more user friendly uh, throughout the city so well, that's awesome. we are we are paying attention to the customer service aspects of of city government and and your website the, the Shreveport website shreveportla.gov right it's very simple shreveportla.gov very, very easy very and I, I go to it quite a bit and has a lot of great information that's one way you can contact various departments through, throughout the area so the the other thing I know if you, I didn't bring you a copy but each and every year for the past 22 years we publish a silver pages senior resource directory ah. which lists every possible scenario of where they need to contact and we update it every year that's with telephone people's telephone numbers websites etc so it includes everyone uh includes the mayor by the way you're in there now that number is in there but we also list by barry's parish as well as uh the other uh, this particular area so in closing any other suggestions that you are planning to do uh to make our city Wonderful for people to relocate here and to maintain their residence here. You know, I, I think the most important thing is for all of us to pay attention to the positive. There are so many positive things going on in Shreveport. And so I really try, as the song says, I try to accentuate the positive, And I hope that people will do that because there's a whole lot more to be proud of and happy about than there is to be sad or unhappy about. Well, that's a great closing statement. I, I second that as well. Be more positive. I'm a positive person. I, I think you know me well enough to know that I'm the positive person. We do at the best of times. We celebrate age of maturity and with a positive stance. We don't worry about the, the negative. They're isolated incidents, and they're going to move on, right? That's correct. So, again, congratulations. Best wishes for continued success as the mayor of Shreveport, and Thank best you. wishes for our Shreveport to be better and better in the coming years. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. Join us next week for a live remote show at Center Wells Primary Care Center located at 7555 Urie Drive in Shreveport. I'm Gary Kaligas wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. 
Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Be sure and tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel.